Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our campaign is A Time to Harvest. It was written by Brian Sammons, Charles P. Ziglanis, Glenn Owen Barris, and Mike Mason, and it's available on the Chaosium website. Our game master is Jeff Wilkins, and this is Chapter 1, Episode 2. Our characters have arrived at Cobb's Corner, Vermont, and are just settling in. So let's continue our journey into the darkness. Jeff? Thanks, Tom. We're going to just do a very tiny recap in that um, we, are, we, we are in Cobb's Corner. We are currently at the uh, Jim's Grill, Jim's uh, basically Grill. a small diner. Uh, you just finished where we ended it last time was the sheriff came in. And he was basically a no-nonsense tough guy and gave you all a big speech. And, you know, he's, he's got his eyes on you all. And, okay. um, and then and we, saw, we saw Cutter roll his eyes. Right. And that's what, where we're going to pick up is he, the sheriff, just left. But Cutter is staying behind. He kind of rolled his eyes and, and you know, okay. let you guys know that that's him. This is me. So, um, so. So I'm going to walk over to Cutter, and I'm going to say, uh, your boss seems a little uptight. Yeah, you could definitely say that. Uh, to, to just try to, I don't want to say pay him no mind, because he is the sheriff, obviously, but uh, I think as long as you guys keep to yourselves and don't stir up any trouble, you'll be, you'll be fine. Uh, a lot of it's just him just trying to assert his authority. We kind is, of he, is he still upset about the previous field trip? I think that's probably most of it, yes. He did not like the attention that this town saw because of that. And the fact that we never did find those missing students, mm -hmm. it's kind of a black mark on his record and mine. Uh, that uh, It's just a shame that we don't have any answers. And we've, we've tried. It's been over a year now, or just about a year. Uh, and so you were actually working on that case, huh? Yes, I'm here. Yeah. There's something I always wanted to, I always kind of wanted to guess, but um, could it all be unrelated? Could the the kid that, you know, died uh, just have had an accident and the other two, a boy and a girl, could they have just ran off with one another? It's certainly possible. Um, it's definitely I mean, that's probably our number one. That's what we all believe. You know, maybe it was just a romance thing. Maybe they just decided to elope and maybe they don't off. even know. Yeah, that the other yeah. died. So it's well, JJ was my roommate. Remember, he and I were in ROTC together, mm -hmm. and oh. so I'll put a end to that rumor right now because he never mentioned this girl, never talked about her. If they were going steady, or or she was his sweetheart. He would have brought her around, and or we would have seen them on campus together. That's probably and, true, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I'll squash that rumor right there. I mean, I'm here because, you know, I'd like to find out what happened to JJ. And, you know, Deputy, you know, if, if we come across anything, I, I'd like to think that we could uh, bring it to you and, uh, you know, maybe help get some closure or maybe get some new facts in the case. Cause I don't think we, you know, even though it's been a year, no offense, sir, but there may be something else out there that we can help with. 
Yes, no, absolutely. Um, the, the only caveat I'll put on that is just be careful in that, you know, don't try not to step on the sheriff's toes if you can. No, sir. Yeah, we'll avoid the sheriff. Yeah. I'm like, Jack tends to be a little uptight himself because of, you know, the uh, all armors, army stuff. But uh, are, are you allowed to, uh, are you allowed to cavort around with us while you're here? I mean, you probably yeah, I mean, can't do anything other than talk, but yeah, what sort of stuff can we do around this town? If you guys are up for it, that's um, what I was here for. I was going to offer my services. Um, uh, if you guys are just finished lunch up here, I'd like to take you around town and just give you a quick 50 cent tour kind of thing. Hey, that sounds great to me. Thank you, sir. Plus, it will keep us out of trouble. Absolutely. You got 50 cents to pay this man? <laughs> I'll take it out of our uh, collective funds. Did or, I, I'll, or I'll buy him a, a chocolate soda later. Hey, dude, he's got a job. Speaking of that, did I give you guys a description of this deputy? You said that he was young, like our age. Yeah. That, oh, did he? Okay, I didn't write that down. Um, so that's, you know, you're using terms like sir and stuff. And he's mm -hmm. kind of like, you know, he doesn't want to tell you, you know, please just call me John, because he wants that little bit of, you know, call me deputy, but. Yeah. Well, that's why I teased him about being an army boy. He's used to calling people, sir. Yeah, yeah exactly. And it's that's why I was doing it. Yeah, that's yeah. perfect. Yeah. Gotcha. So, deputy cutter, does Sheriff Spencer really think that those two just ran off? Is that, that what he's uh, concerned about? He uh, needs to protect the town from college depravity? That, that's kind of his mindset right now. He, he doesn't want any more focus on him or the town if anything should go wrong with this group. You know, we basically had that tragedy last year with the other group. So he's just basically just... Uh, the, the tragedy where they eloped. Well, at least they eloped with each other and not with innocent townspeople. That's, that's, that's what they did. Personally, no, no, no disrespect to your friend, Jack, but I'm hoping to find some skulls. Wedged Hopefully they will be old skulls and not fresh skulls. Well. How you doing, Charlie? You're awful quiet. Yeah. Don't you, do you, you don't like skulls, Charlie? I'm disgusted with this young man's, uh, like, how would I put it, depravity. What? If you want to go out and seek out uh, a person who died. Don't you have a minor in like anthropology or something but, like that? Yeah, Charlie, that, isn't that what we're here for? Seek, seeking is, out someone who died. Yeah, maybe hundreds of years ago, not somebody that died like last year. Well, what's the difference? Hopefully, we, we find him living, but I'd rather find his remains than you know, not at all. Wouldn't you? Hey, let's oh, let's let's go with the deputy and walk about. Let's, yeah, let's let's. Uh, yeah. let's 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 uh, table this conversation for later. When, I'm, uh, sorry, I'm sorry, I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to offend anybody with me. And we certainly wouldn't want to disturb anyone in the town with this kind of talk. Exactly. Just remember decorum, gentlemen, decorum. I. Uh, I mean, if we remind them they have skulls inside their heads, people could I, become really disturbed. Uh, I, I rather than decorum, I sort of put my arms around uh, the deputies and I say, "So, show us around. What do you got to do with fun around here, other than 
Well, apparently you don't have any brothels and you don't have any uh, uh, drunks running around. (laughs) But if they did, this would be the man who would know about them. Right, Deputy? If they were here, yes. So how many people in this damn town of yours? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh... And we're we're kind of going out the door, I assume. Yeah, okay. we're kind of ambling down the sidewalk together. Sure, sure. Um, it's actually a nice day. Um, you heard on the trip up here on over the radio that there's a storm blowing in, probably kind of a big one. Um, I think it's due to arrive either tomorrow or the next day. It was just sort of on the, on the radar. Good weather for skulls. <laughs> um, Thought we were going to talk about that. <laughs> you know what else too let me just bring up I just heard this the other day and I want to just mention it because I think it was it's fitting to this scenario it was somebody was talking about Lovecraft and saying that one of the things that his stories um, illustrate is the sense of being the outsider mm-hmm. and I, th- I thought I wanted to try to play that up a little bit here because you guys are a bunch of kids in a small basic farming community mm-hmm. there was a tragedy here last year so you know be mindful of that you were just in the local diner talking about skulls the, the, the diner the, the chef was there his his wife the uh, the woman behind the counter was there his 14 year old son was there so it's like I just want to just kind of play up the fact that you guys are outsiders yeah you're out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And this, this so. is the reason why, you know, I'm being kind of hard on, on you. Because, yeah, we are outsiders. Don't go around proclaiming that we're looking for skulls of, of our dead. Uh, and guys. we may need these people's help. Exactly. Um, well, outside but, outside the character. But, but, outside the game, I know that you're uncouth. You're, you're playing a, a character who's uncouth and silly. and That's that's fine, but I'm, you know, I'm gonna. Well, no, I'm not. I'm not trying to defend anything. I'm just gonna say that you guys are all aware of this. That Tug says inappropriate thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. So feel free to just say, Tug, shut up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that's exactly what what uh, Charlie was doing anyway. Yeah. So Tug it. acts this way all the time. Is your yeah. point? Tug, yeah. Tug's a frat boy. Whereas uh, Jerry uh, seems to be a uh, perversely playing up his uh, affection for the uh, the creepy uh, perhaps you're, you're noticing uh, unusual enthusiasm for transgression uh, even by his standards since we're in a small innocent innocent town also it's not just us in here in the in the bar there's the other kids too right so yes. right 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 all right so sorry i didn't mean to break the fourth wall there but I just wanna, you can edit that out <laughs> no i'll leave it in it was interesting mm-hmm so yeah, so the deputy he'll, he'll basically start telling you a little bit about the town. You know, it's an old old farming town, pretty much. Uh, it, it's small. We're pretty much out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, you got the Green Mountains as a nice, beautiful backdrop. Uh, when the weather is right, it's it's a beautiful town. Um, we have a, a a river that you you passed on the way into the town. Um, the scenario actually. Falls how how deep's the river? Yeah, that, I think um, we'll say it's roughly about maybe 10 to 20 feet at its deepest. Didn't you uh, ask that last time? Yeah, but now I'm asking in, in character of the... Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, it, it what's varies. What's the name of the river? 
Uh, I'm going to try to call it Gizmond, G-I-S-M-E-N-D, Gizmond. Um, Anything interesting down there? Anything ever uh, ever sink around here in the river? No, not really. I don't even I don't even know if it would be that deep to to have anything sink. Um, there are boats though. Uh, I believe they're um, like flat bottom um, okay. shipping cargo type stuff. Like um, a little little ferry that can get you across the river. It's almost like a big skiff. Yeah, yeah. It's um, we're actually this. Do they have like a rope tied across where you can sort of pull your yourself? Uh, I don't think that we, we do have a bridge right over. You guys probably came in on the bridge, came into the town by the bridge. Um, I don't I don't remember seeing a, a pull rope like you're saying, but yeah. Any, any good fishing? I, oh, yeah. I was just about to ask that. Doug. Do you guys oh, yeah. There's, there's, there's some nice trout up here. You guys get a lot of flooding during the um, rainy seasons? Yes, occasionally. I mean, the usual, you know, we have our 100-year flood kind of thing. But generally speaking, it's if there's enough warning, it's not a big deal. Okay. So what's that building over there? So he's he's starting to – it's small enough town. You could probably walk this whole area, so there's no need to get in your car. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the Deerfield River. The Deerfield, yeah. And then over here on the right, it says two Gizmond Valley and crossings. Okay. Oh, so sometimes so there another river. There's there's rivers all around. There's waterways all That's around. Um, and there's another name. The the name escapes me right now. But there's another name that pops up. So I might accidentally call it that. Uh, but but generally, this is the main river for the the town referring to. Okay. And we're basically there's there's farmers. This is a pretty good farming area, which is a little unusual because most of the surrounding area is a little bit rocky. But there's just something about this valley. It just it's got really good soil, and, and we do some great produce. Matter of fact, you guys had some probably for lunch. Any if you had any vegetables that came from here? Cool. So the uh, the wharf. It's got the two docks. There's there's boats coming and going almost all the time. Uh, if you notice down at the bottom, there's a little bit of a key chart, so that'll kind of give you some some of the main. I'm just going to read them off a little bit. Town so hall. You got, you got the town hall, obviously. Uh, you got the First Baptist Church, the Divine Ascension. You got the police station. That's the big one over here by Gizmond Road. Uh, number four is the Gazette. You met the reporter already on your way in. Right. Number five is the town library. Uh, there's number six is the uh, Civil War Memorial. It's like a little nice little park, um, and right in the middle. And the deputy is going to actually brag about that because right in the middle there, there's an old Civil War cannon, and uh, he'll brag to the to the fact that we still use that now uh, for like Fourth of July celebrations. You fire it off, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Well, anybody then, living in New England, every town has a gigantic Fourth of July celebration. Yeah, with people in costumes and everything. So, what I recognize is the is is the Civil War Memorial is is it just a listing of the people from Cobb's Corners who participated in the, the war and gave their life, or is it devoted to one soldier or is one? Is there a general on the top on a horse? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. Um, so. 
he'll actually walk you over there, and you guys can can follow. Because of course, of course, you know, Jack's all over it. You know. Yeah. Uh, it's a granite statue of a young man uh, in the uniform of a Union soldier from the Civil War. Soldier's clothes are torn and ragged. His head's bandaged, and his left arm is in a sling. And yet he's still a standing proud and determined look on his handsome face. Uh, below the statue is a plaque reading, quote, for our brave sons who fought to keep this great nation whole, but who never returned home to hear our thanks. And then there's a list of eight names underneath of that. Uh, none that you would recognize. Okay. No, just curious. Um, yep. And then, of course, the canon. And, you know, Jack will take an extra long look at the canon and, you know, bend over and, you know, sm smell, see if there's gun, see if it, you know, smells like gunpowder, you know. Yeah. Is there a, a stack of cannonballs next to it? Yep, yep. Not, not quite right. real or not, but yeah. Cool. Um, it's a nice park. It's a nice little town. Jerry, you notice as you're kind of like looking around in this park and, you know, Jack's checking out the statue, you notice there's a couple of older gentlemen standing, uh, sitting on the park bench there. And the older gentlemen are just kind of like giving you all the eyeball. They're looking at you up and down. Uh, not exactly a friendly look to your face. Me yeah, the stink eye. The stink eye. And uh, what time of day is it, Jeff? I will say, well... You guys got here around 1.30. You did all your unpacking and stuff back at the house. Blaine took you up, treated you to a nice late lunch. So I'm going to say it's roughly around 2.30, maybe 3-ish, give or take. I, I uh, look over, give them a non-committal, friendly nod. Good afternoon, gentlemen. They, they sort of grunt. Give you, give you a, a nod and a grunt. I nod. Mm. Just raise up your chin. Yeah. Mm. I ignore the old people. <laughs> um, and then you guys start to move away. And Jerry, could you do a listen roll? Apparently not. Okay. You uh, you hear the older guys, they're kind of like mumbling under their breath, like purposely so that you guys couldn't hear. Huh. All right. The, the deputy can you, continues to take you around. He shows you the, uh, the, corner, the small one-room schoolhouse down on School Road. Um, pretty much what you have in your mind, probably. You know, one... Small room, a, a nice bell out front. Um, it's summertime, so it's not very active. Uh, Jim's Grill, you've already been there. That's where you just came from. And then last, you have Carner's Goods, which is basically your general store. Cool. Is there is there like a hotel or motel? Well, not a motel. I didn't exist yet, but hotel. Not anything really to talk about. That's pretty much, if there was, you guys might have been able to spend the night there. But since the lodgings are sparse, to, to say the least. People don't come to this town to not really to stay. 
Well, they're all, they might, people, local people might take in borders as opposed to. Right. That makes sense. Any? What was that, uh, Jerry? Any borders? You mean like uh, any anyone for, from out of town who Ma, Ma Shanks boarding house or anything uh, like that? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's probably that's, that's probably uh, let's say on uh, Brown Street, that the corner right on Main Street. There's a house there that's got a couple borders there. So, uh, just how often do you have uh, borders come into town? Anyone uh, who's only been here the last few years? I, I mean, I guess people are coming here on vacation. I we generally don't keep track of them. Um, Probably farmers. traveling salesmen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, farmers, you know, uh, farmers helping farmers, that sort of thing. Family coming in for visit. So, uh, so the sheriff's only uh, suspicious of strangers when they're uh, college students who uh, might disappear under mysterious circumstances. Other strangers just come and go unnoticed. I imagine he's uptight about everybody coming into this town. Well, I yeah. would have thought so, but uh, it sounds like a deputy cutter doesn't share his apprehensions. No. You might be taking offense where none is intended. Remember, we're kids. <laughs> Oh, I'm not offended. Uh, I find it uh, quite grand to be uh, the uh, object of uh, suspicion and uh, attention to mystery. I suppose it livens, uh, livens the town up a little. Glad, uh, glad we can offer some distraction. Uh, I don't suppose a lot happens around here, really, right? Not really. I mean... Is know. that a library over there? Yes, yes. Did I not mention that? Yes. Yeah, there's a library and a newspaper. Okay, and that's the big church over there. You said they're Baptist? Yes. Not Baptist. Clarice, are you Baptist? Charisse, I'm sorry. Charlie. Charlie, Clarice, Charlie, everybody else. I swear, <laughs> Clarissa, one more time. Slap oh. him. Slap him, Charlie. Tug, I was beginning to think we, uh, we had so much in common, but... Uh... But to think uh, that for you, all the ladies who just run together, how, uh, well, you must be uh, quite prolific if that's the case. It's a curse. It's imagination. Ooh. I don't think we should discuss curses. It might cause distress and disturbance. Mm. Um, I have a question. I'm not a uh, Baptist. I'm a Catholic. Well, see, that makes total sense. Moving right along with the tour. Oh, is there more to see? No, that's actually pretty much it. Um, <laughs> it's a small town. And we're done. You, uh, you blink, you're going to go through the town. Well, I know we're not uh, going out to doing any surveying tonight, but uh, I, I, I'm kind of also interested in exploring the house. I think there's plenty of work to be done at the house. Yeah, we need settled to settle this place up. It's filthy. I'm sure I can come up with a chore list easily. But uh, just remember that I'm helping you guys out because I'm sleeping outside. I was about to say uh, we uh, wouldn't have to trouble ourselves if we uh, just uh, made our homes in the outdoors. Well, at least until that storm comes. That you mentioned. 
Mm -hmm. The deputy has been very friendly to to y'all. He actually, after the tour is over, we kind of regroup back at the grill again. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll say, well, fast forward, like maybe that took two hours of just walking about. Um, So it's it's around dinner time, and he will offer you to, uh, to buy you dinner. Um, wow. Even though he's aware that wow. you ate not that long ago, but he makes the offer anyway. What's what's Deputy Cutter's first name? Uh, John. John. Well, thank you, John. That's uh, fine and generous of you. Yeah, sure. I just uh, I just want you guys to feel welcome. Um, you know. Well, I enjoyed lunch very much. Yeah. Hmm. Where to go for dinner? Where to go? Hmm. How about we Just go remember. to that place called Jim's Grill? Jim's Grill. Well, it may be a while before we have uh, good home cooked food. Well, so, I, I, I will. I will suggest, gentlemen, that um, before you leave the the restaurant, you use the facilities there because of, of the lack of facilities. So rather than the. I am a gentleman. I know that. Well, you, that's a very, uh, very kind of you to. Uh, just, just letting you know. Remind you. us, uh, remind us, Charlie. I'm, I'm glad to know you're thinking of us in that way. Yeah. She's probably just looking out for her own mental health and welfare. <laughs> well, we, I'm, I'm sure that uh, we can help with that too. I mean, do you want to see Tug grab a newspaper and head out to the woods? No. Well, I wasn't really reading the toilet. Tug in that way, actually. Uh, I'm not going to read. Well, th- that reminds me, um, Deputy, how, how is the local paper? The Gazette. He, he kind of lets out a, a big sigh, and you can detect another sort of eye roll. So you think maybe Tug should take it out uh, with him to the woods? You know, it's probably seen, that's one use for it, I would say. So that Richard Rendell, I mean, Richard Wendell, what do you think of him? Yeah, just uh, watch what you say around that guy. You know, he did a a paper last week talking about a bat boy. So it actually matters what you say? Well, that's an improvement over some journalists. Like yeah. some, some kid from the high school? Yeah, just, you know, one of those. <laughs> so baseball's popular here, huh? He's, Sounds like an urban legend. He's trying to sell newspapers. It's basically where it comes down to. <laughs> so uh, do people tell stories about the Bat Boy? Well, he does. I don't know if I've actually heard anyone else tell that story, but he got <laughs> it from somewhere, maybe. It sounds like you guys are talking about something different than what I'm saying. What are you talking about? You're talking about the guy in charge of the bats in the baseball game? No, Tug. No, bats like vampires, Tug. Like Dracula. This wouldn't happen to be a man running around in a costume, a bat costume, would it? A bat boy. I mean, it could be. I've, As if I like can. I said, where so it's like it? it's like a kid in a baseball uniform, but he's got wings and he flies around and bites people on the neck. That's crazy. That that's all, crazy. First of all, there's only 
there's several species that of uh, bats that do that, and not all bats do. And it's not really common in this area, so you don't have to worry about vampire bats. Thank you, Charlie. But the boy. Well, I'm going to pull up a. I'm well, going to pull up a chair, and I'm going to start looking at the menu here. What are, yeah. Or, or is there a menu, or is it just written in chalk on a? Right. Yeah, Maybe it's above the grill. Both, it, actually. Probably everybody knows what's on the menu. Yeah, I, I'm, uh, I'm surprised, it, there, is a, I'm surprised yeah. there is a menu. If it's Tuesday, it's meatloaf. Yeah. Is it clam chowder? I had. <laughs> no, it wouldn't be clam chowder. We're a long way from the ocean. Mm. Uh, Actually, meatloaf sounds uh, quite fine. Do they have. Sounds chowder? delicious. Well, yeah. But, uh, what can I uh, look over to? Uh, I assume there's someone who takes orders. Uh, what could you. Uh, uh, do about uh, some meatloaf. Do you have that tonight? Uh, yes, yes, we do. Yeah, that's uh, the special for tonight, actually. Meatloaf and mashed potatoes. Green beans. Green beans are fresh from our local area. I think you'll enjoy that. That's perfect, ma'am. Well, that sounds grand. Thank you. Uh, Anne is her name. She's wearing a little name tag. Thank you, Anne. Is uh, Clarissa here as well? Yeah, she's been with Yeah, you. the whole group should be. Yep. All right. So this guy is treating everybody to a meal? This yeah, he must have money. Considering it's the depression. <laughs> of course, it might only cost a penny per person, so. Or a nickel at most, yeah. Yeah. So, unless does anyone have anything they want to talk about, it's we can fast forward. Uh, well, the only thing that might come up is so what weird stories are there that go around this place? Uh, any legends? Any ghosts that live in the in the woods? Any uh, folklore people? And when's the last time anyone uh, disappeared? Oh, that's last year. <laughs> A year ago, before before that, I mean. All right, hold all that thought for just one minute because okay. I'm gonna. You just beat me by a little bit. So, <laughs> so what we're gonna, what uh, you guys finish your dinner? It's a nice dinner. Uh, the deputy pays for everything. You can see that the um, the Haggertys, the the grill owners, they're like thrilled to death that you guys are here because you guys are like big business. So they're the only ones who like us. We're eaters. Exactly. So uh, you guys are being treated very nicely in the, in the grill. Um, and the deputy is going to offer uh, to just escort you back to the house. Mm -hmm. By now, by this time. Seven-ish, six-ish? Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's not dark yet. It's still late summer, August. Uh, but, you know, the sun's starting to set. Um, and he's just being courteous, basically. Uh, he offers to drive you back. So he, he follows you, you guys. Uh, if you remember, you guys brought your cars in. Mm -hmm. He just follows along behind you guys. Um, and when you get to the house, he's just sort of mingling about with the other students. I mean, this is kind of like the most, I don't know, adventure or action to happen in town. So, like, he's just thrilled to be a part of all this. So There's new people, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, um, I sort of take Jack aside at one point and I say, you realize that the sheriff probably told him to keep an eye on us. Yeah. 
Could be. So. Could be. So we'll let him. We'll let yeah, him. Yeah, he seems nice enough. He seems nice enough. He's got, you know, he's armed in case anything happens. He, you know, I think I would rather us be on the good side of the law. If something happens, have him present as opposed to have him not be present if something happens. Nothing's going to happen out here. <laughs> and Jack says, you're darn right. And he just he just pats his coat pocket. And then he just kind of leaves it at that. Do mm. you have a candy bar? <laughs> no. He just kind of smiles and, and walks away. He's got a clip. He's got the clipboard. So he's, uh, he's looking for, he's looking for, to make a list of things to do around the house. That's a good uh, point there, Jack. Um, what, what is your attire uh, in relation to your weapon? Are you, is it like a suit jacket? It's a suit jacket, and it's there. The it's not a it's not a really big visible bump, but it's 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 there. It's it's a suit pocket. Okay. And it's not like I'm wearing a holster or you know open carry or anything like that. Okay. Oh wait, so no holster? What do you mean? It's like in your belt sort of thing? No, it's in my jacket pocket. Oh, actually, in the pocket. Uh, in the pocket itself, yes. Uh, so it's not a big gun; it's a little gun. No, no, it's 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 a pistol. Gotcha. I understand. And Jerry, I think you had brought a rifle. Yeah, I haven't been carrying it around town, of course, but I have a rifle. It's in the house. Okay. All right. Um, I have a pocket knife. Pocket knife. I assume you keep it in your pocket on you, right? <laughs> Uh, Charlie, are you, you carrying you packing anything? heat, Charlie? No. Why would, why would I? I have my, my, <laughs> dig, my, my digging tools. <laughs> I have a hairpin, a very sharp hairpin. Um, uh, talk amongst yourselves for a minute. I'm going to okay. chat here real quick. So, uh, we're going to have to get this place cleaned up. Um, if we want to go, to, if we want to go to bed, yeah. Let's grab some brooms and let's grab some, uh, you know, whatever we got and clean the sink out. And uh, we know yeah. how to clean stuff. We do, we do. I mean, you've had to clean at the frat house before, you know. I've had to clean, you know, at the barracks or whatever or my room. So we all know the drill. We all have varying levels of cleanliness. So I think we just need to kind of find a good common level that won't. You know, offend the women, and uh, well, there's there's, you know, um, there's probably a couple of moments there where we find a dead mouse or something. In well, a and that's fine. I'll take I'll it. take care of it. That's fine by me. You we're know, chase the girls well, around with it. They'll freak no, out. No, we're not. No, we're not. No, Tug. No. Why did we bring you on? Would you, uh, would you, uh, <laughs> ladies, like any uh, help with the upstairs? Um, I think we have it covered. Okay. And is there basement and attic in this house? No. Okay. It's just one. It's just basically a two floor. Yeah, it's a farmhouse. It doesn't have. Yeah, I mean, there's. Okay. I guess oh. there might be a crawl space. Yeah. Underneath the house, but structurally, yeah. there's probably a crawl or an attic crawl, but not a formal. Right. It's yeah. not a big. Right. There's. You could store stuff, but you wouldn't be able to build a new room up in the attic or something of that stand, nature. You, you couldn't stand up straight. Without right. Anything. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, the roof isn't pitched correctly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's okay. Would everyone do a spot? Hidden? The house. 
Does the house have an A-frame roof? I don't know. Yes. It would because of the uh, the snow. Yeah. All right. I make my spot hidden. 84. Okay. Nope. Yeah. Um, sim- uh, civil success for me. Uh, yeah. Regular success for me as well. Regular. I got three passes. Yeah. And I'm oblivious. You folklore people. I'm just cleaning. There you so go. You're, you're cleaning. You're meandering. You're, you're joking around with Higgins with the broom. I don't know what you're doing, but. <laughs> Higgins is his Higgins is his new friend. I got the broom, I got the broom. I'm a witch. <laughs> Ride it like a horse. Jack, Charlie, and Jerry, as you're sort of straightening out your personal spaces and kind of getting it ready for where you're going to be spending the night, you, all three of you, realize it looks like somebody's been through your stuff. Uh, what in particular? Uh, is anything missing? Any does particular look, things disturbed? Does it look like it's been tossed about, or does it look like somebody just... They just didn't put it back where it was in our suitcases. Exactly. So it's not obvious unless we... Unless you're like me, and I'm like a anal retentive, you know, everything is folded and put right. very neatly into the thing. So I'm like, I'll, I'll just kind of announce it to the room. It's like, and hope I, I assume the deputy's there, and it's like, I, I think my stuff's been been gone through, deputy. Me too. Same, same here. Nothing is missing. At least I don't think it is. Yeah, I'm talking about inventory of my check your check your suitcase. Check your suitcase, Tug, and see if somebody's gone through it. Uh, is there anything missing uh, from you, uh, Charlie, Jack? Is it no? I'm going to assume nothing is missing. Whatever they were looking for, or they didn't find, or they didn't take anything. Hey, uh, Deputy John. Yeah. Do you think that the sheriff would have gone through our stuff while we were out at the restaurant? While you were giving us the nickel tour and buying us dinner? Maybe just to make sure. Yeah. To get in and see what he wanted to see. What's the deputy's reaction to my questions? Yeah, I want to do a um, psychology on him. Okay. Do it. I mean, grown-ups act like assholes sometimes to kids, so maybe uh, laugh it off, but... Do a left roll tug, too. Well, even if he did, it's not so bad. We don't have anything to hide. 13. Okay, that's passed. Oh, you just got a normal success. Normal? You I see a look come over Deputy John's face. Um, it almost looks like it almost looks like you stung. He looks you what? Like, he looks what? a little stung. Stung. Like, okay, you're kind of breaking up there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like he, he's like, what? No. Like we heard his feelings. Okay. Yeah, and and he wouldn't. He's not. Uh, I mean, now you may not have willingly done it, but this is the sort of thing that the, um, the sheriff would do. Is the sheriff capable of this? Is this a habit well, of his? Anybody's capable, but I mean, yeah. yeah. Is he I, I, I don't think so. I mean, I, I mean, if well, this were a legitimate crime scene, yes, he would do anything. He would turn this place. Sure, and that well, would be allowed. Yeah. 
But say he was, say he did uh, say he got curious, say he was just concerned. Uh, what kind of things would he be looking for? That's I. You're talking about a hypothetical that I just don't think he would do. Yeah. I mean, he's probably checking to see if we got any guns or anything like that. It's possible, but again, I just don't see him doing. Well, uh, who, who might? Do, who do you see? There you go. Good question. Who do yeah. you see doing this? Well, so, so as far as so, nothing's been taken. I don't see anything missing. No. Uh, I count. I'm counting my ammo now. And my my left sock is on the right side, and the right sock is now on the left side. So. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to assume that nothing is missing. Yeah, yeah. Everything, everything looks. It look basically just things are just slightly out of place. Right. You, you is there okay. any deputy? Is there anybody who might not want us here? Well, apparently the the sheriff doesn't want us here. Well, we've already kind of ruled him out, but he may have he friends, like or there may be other people. Him. I think that the, the sheriff did it. Just don't want us here either grown-ups trying to lord it over us the way they always do but look mm -hmm. nothing's missing who cares right so i kind of go over to the deputy and i give him a you know a pat on the back and you know just kind of play it off a little bit and kind of uh get his spirits back up and take away the sting a little bit and you know kind of get him back on our side you know no hard feelings but i did i wanted him to know yeah. that this Ooh. happened to us we like you. Tell the sheriff not to go through our shit. <laughs> uh, it clearly makes him feel better. And in fact, he, he kind of like, he looks around and he, he like waves you guys over. Mm -hmm. um, so he's, he's specifically waving to Jack and Tug. Although Jerry and Charlie, if you want to, you can see it and go over to it if you want. I'll go over. You'll go over. How about you, Charlie? Yep. All right. So he kind of like waves you guys over. He he steps to. I don't know where you guys are at, but we'll say we'll say uh, you're like top. in the main room on the yeah. first floor. So, you know okay. the gathering area there. So he kind of like he opens his jacket and he shows you all a flask, and he's like, "What do you think? You guys interested? You just became my Good best now. friend." <laughs> <laughs> well, I uh, I thought you. Uh, might know uh, how things like that are handled in town, uh, deputy. I wouldn't mind a sip for medicinal purposes, of course. What do you got in there? You just got to promise me, don't tell the sheriff, because I will lose my job. No and, we would, and we'd lose our uh, supply, so. Yeah, that's your secret safe. Yeah, I think you guys would probably be tossed out here on your ear. Um, a little sip wouldn't hurt. What is it, what's in the flask? Uh, Moonshine. It's it's whiskey. Corn whiskey. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and <laughs> we'll say that yeah yeah may not be a hundred percent you know store bought. <laughs> well, uh, we've we've sampled the local produce, uh, sampling other local productions. Uh, yeah. Sounds quite favorable and appealing. I'll Can take we, the I'll take you know, the flask from Tug, and I'll kind of look at it, and then I'll take my sleeve and you know clean it, and then I'll uh, take a sip. I want I want to ask a question though. Is there anyone in our extended group 
that we're reluctant to keep this from. Like uh, 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 Robert Blaine is the leader of the group. Right, where's Blaine at? Where's, you know, he's well, been I'm, kind of- I'm sure he'd appreciate, uh, I'm sure he'd appreciate a taste. I don't know that that's true. He might say, "No, you're not allowed." Oh, from well, no, what I, from what remember, I recall, he's been in his cups a great deal. Yeah, we may well, not want him getting too melancholy. Yeah, he, he the might way appreciate I see it, it. Uh, a little too much. Might appreciate it a little too much. Yeah, Maybe we want to be sensitive and not an exposed. Yeah, right. Besides, he's out making making out with Clarissa. I saw him. They're making out by the outhouse. No, they are not. <laughs> Clarissa has a line. Um, Charlie, are you partaking? No. No? Okay. Oh, so uh, so Charlie has a line. Huh. I don't care. I like to keep my mind sharp. Except for all of the wine. She's a cat. Yes, uh, except, <laughs> of course, of course, except uh, on Sundays at Mass. Um. So uh, yeah, I take a sip. How is it, Jeff? Is it? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's strong. If it's corn whiskey, oh my god, mm -hmm. probably 150 proof. I'm just taking one sip and then that's it for me. Discipline sure. is discipline is everything. Yep. I'll yep. Uh, take a sip, reflect on it, take another smaller sip, pass it to Charlie. Okay. Just just talking. a little bit. There's not enough in a, in a flask to get drunk on anyway, unless you're drinking it all yourself. Um, it's this is what 100, 100 proof. 150 proof, probably if it's corn whiskey. 75 percent alcohol. Yeah, you yeah. It'll burn. <laughs> and it's flammable. Oh yeah. Save that for the Molotov cocktails I've later. Got a big bottle there right over there. <laughs> on the and kind of as this is all happening, the the house is starting to find a pattern and a rhythm. Uh, um, Roderick or Rod and Blaine are out in the backyard. They actually built a small campfire. There's somebody who's gone around, set up a couple logs around it. Uh, so they're kind of just, things are starting to get get into the late evening. Uh -huh. now. Lights are going down. And I kind of assume that we've all been on these field trips before, so there's everybody kind of knows what needs to happen to kind of make it a nice place to live for the next week. Sure, yeah. I mean, and Higgins have set up our tent outside. Mm -hmm. uh, sorry, uh, one tent or two tents? Uh, we've got a, a large, we, we didn't want to bring a whole bunch of tents, so we, we brought one. Uh, I recall asking if uh, I could bring, get one brought. Uh, yeah, sure. Are you so, setting up a tent? Also I doubt I have. I probably haven't set it up yet. Okay. Um, Night's fallen. Yeah, tents back then aren't easy to set up. Yeah. Take a while. Well, I'm sleeping on the I, couch. Yeah. So when it when it gets on, when I notice the fire and it's getting on toward twilight, uh, I uh, say to the deputy, John, would you uh, like some fire with our fire water? You. Uh, Want to stay for a little longer? It looks to be a, a nice night. The storm hasn't hit yet. Yeah, yeah, sure. That's, um, you know, I like hanging out with guys. Well, you know that... Uh, likewise. The You've main improved our visit already. <laughs> the main purpose of this whole 
whole field trip and started to do, do some rock surveying, which these other people, but, but some of us came along because we're folklorists and any good ghost stories, you know, about the area? Yeah. Um, stories around a fire would do us well. Well, you're in the right place then for that. Um, in fact, like, I mean, literally in the right place. There are rumors that this house is haunted. Huh. Maybe the ghosts went through all of our stuff. And what are the what are the girls' reactions to this? Charlie, I assume she's pretty nonplussed, but Yeah, I'm I'd like ghost stories, really. <laughs> That's my there you go. We're rock hounds, we don't need that. He goes on. Well, tell tell us more, John. Yeah, he goes on to tell you that there is a rumor about town, and that's what I was going to say earlier. I don't know if I actually did say this or not, but there's sort of an ongoing, you know, with the kids, an ongoing dare to see who can spend the night at the old McLaren house. Um, well, I guess I want to be needing my tent after all. Then I wouldn't miss this. I'm sleeping on the couch. I got dibs there, so we'll see what happens. I think we should go find all of these kids in the town and bet them some money, because we're going to be sleeping here. <laughs> well, as far as I know, no one has made it through the night. Really? Well, so, well, what, what happens? Uh, obviously, they survive the night. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they do. Um, but Are they ever the usually, same again? Yeah, usually something happens that spooks them, and as far as I know, now maybe I'm not getting the full story, but as far as I know, no one's made it through the night. No one's won that bet yet. Well, they must tell some stories about what's happened. Well, the story is, is that it, it's Sarah. Sarah's shade. Uh, oh, so it's a lady ghost. It's a, it's a lady ghost. And I'm pretty starting much, to like this uh, place more and more. She passed away here trying to think back i don't i don't know how long it's been exactly i'm gonna say i'm gonna guess five years oh so recently huh fairly recently yeah how old was she when she died i think she was in her 30s maybe late 20s um and i'll tell you this too another bit of interesting you know another just be careful what you say around who uh, Sarah was the sheriff's sister. Huh. How did she die? Consumption. Which Consumption? For, which for those of... Tuberculosis. Yeah, that's tuberculosis. But... Thank you, Chuck. But see, that's because that's because all of the stories about the vampires that live out in the woods, people would die of consumption. And that they thought that it was vampires. And they would dig up their bodies and they would take out their hearts and they would burn them in the public square. I don't suppose they did that at the Civil War Memorial here, though. No, but there have been some strange things that I can't explain. Mostly like small animals and pets. Mm, what about them? Disappearing oh. or mutilated? The simple version is them disappearing. The more stranger ones 
Uh, they do seem to have been desiccated. No hmm. blood. Hmm. Do you so have any me, wild animals around here? So let me guess. We've got a, 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 a bat boy running around here. <laughs> we have people dying of consumption. We've got desiccated animals with, with blood missing. And we've got a small town with nothing else to talk about. Oh, you, are you sure you're not folklorists? You uh, sound like you do uh, quite well uh, sorting through local legendaries. I think it's my turn to roll my eyes. I've let Charlie roll hers enough, so I, I, I'll roll my eyes at, at this. It's a good story. Well, the only, only other thing I'll say is that the rumor around town is that if you see Sarah's shade, it is a omen of death. That you okay. Dead soon. Well, well, just how often do people uh, die here uh, other than by uh, old age or accident? Um, I would think a death would be noted in a community like this especially if they died of fright or something of that nature or if they or told sanguination mm -hmm. or they told someone that they had seen is it sarah sarah's shade yes uh, okay another alliteration sarah spencer yep sarah spencer's shade triple yep. alliteration okay you guys you know what john you're awesome but yeah. Setting everybody up to be freaked out tonight. I think it's awesome. And um, why? Why shade? That seems uh, seems an odd phrase for uh, what most people would call a ghost or an apparition. It's just what the locals call it. Yeah, old-fashioned word. Yeah, quiet. Um, Jerry and Charlie, can you give me a spot hidden roll? No. Charlie Nothing. Too, so I can't. Oh, I'm sorry. What, what were you asking? Spot hidden? Spot hidden, yeah, 51 out of 60. Okay. You've kind of been eyeballing uh, the deputy this whole time. Absolutely. And, and I wanted to say this earlier, but I didn't want to interrupt you guys. So this is actually in response to Jerry's earlier question about unusual deaths and Charlie you noticed that when Jerry asked that the deputy kind of like stiffened up a little bit you know a little taken back like what, what do you mean what do you know that sort of thing there's a, there's a certain change in his facial expression his attitude but he doesn't say anything but did he ever answer my question he didn't you guys kind of moved on before he got the chance to answer. So, uh, so what about it, John? All these uh, tales of uh, uh, tales of uh, impending doom. Uh, has anyone actually died other than in the usual manner? All right. I'm going to put him on the spot. So he, he kind of now it's kind of obvious that he's sort of this sort of change is coming come upon him, and he kind of looks about and he's like, 
I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I, this started off as a simple ghost story around the campfire. So I didn't necessarily mean this to turn dark per se, but to answer your question, yes, there seems to be an unusual amount of deaths in the area. Um, not, I say unusual, I just mean in the sense that folks around here have seen their fair share of sorrow. Uh-huh. Um, it, it just seems to be, there's a lot of accidents that one by itself wouldn't, anyone would just say it's an accident. But just the fact that this town seems to be plagued with these accidents on what seems to be a reoccurring basis. And I, and I don't mean a lot. I mean, like, you know, every couple years sort of thing. It just seems like somebody is always bearing in somebody. Yeah, but they're, they're farmers, right? So farming accidents mostly? Pretty much, yeah. It's sad. It's sad that people have those kind of accidents. Yep. Um, anyone else uh, taken with the consumption? I mean, it's quite contagious. Yeah, he kind of, he's thinking, and he's like, you know, not, not that I can recall. I don't think so. I mean, maybe earlier, but not, not recent that I can remember. And um, Higgins kind of perks up and he's, he's, he's like, well, I got, a, I got a good ghost story. And he starts telling a story. He's like, you know, when, when I was a kid, it was me and my brother. We were playing hide and go seek. And our parents were downstairs and we were playing the game and my brother, my younger brother, you know, told him to go hide. And I said, I count to 10, counted to 10, ready or not, here I come. And I searched, I am low. We had a pretty big, pretty big house at that time. I searched high and low for him. I could not find him anywhere. And eventually I was in my parents' bedroom and they had one of those large uh, wardrobe cabinets and I thought I heard a noise so I'm like I got you I got you Johnny so I opened the door real slow and all of a sudden I yanked the door over I'm like come on out of there I found you there's nothing and I'm like Johnny come on out I found you and I reached my hand in between the, the, the jackets and the, the dresses and something grabbed me by the wrist and started pulling me in. And Johnny starts screaming behind me. He's like, that's not me. That's not me. And then it let go. We, we tore out of there. I don't, I don't know. What you didn't was. go in after it. No. Oh, we left. We went down, downstairs. But now you'll never know what it was. Yep. Or will you? Well, it was a ghost, clearly. Of course, clearly. Or, or perhaps hmm. a shade. A shade. Good story. Or maybe, was it <laughs> the Bat Boy? No, I let the Bat Boy get to his house. Come on. Well, we can see that Harold, can't, Harold's can't a rock hound. <laughs> Besides, Bat Boys don't live in closets. No, caves, surely. But, but they could hang upside down in a closet, right? 
would be comfortable enough. <laughs> yeah. How about you guys? Any of you guys? I, I don't prefer sleeping in the closets. More of it as I am. No, no, no. I mean ghost stories. Ah. We got lots of them because of the we're folklorists, some of us. Yeah, you can tell that Harold was a rock hound because that just uh, that ghost story was uh, severely lacking. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll leave the storytelling to the folklore people. Well, not so much uh, ghosts, but uh, I've collected some uncanny tales of magical influence and. Uh, the magical arts over the years in my uh, more esoteric studies. Uh, I've lately uh, read some accounts of the uh, Irishman uh, Alistair Crowley. He's, he's quite a quite a legend, apparently, among the uh, the British uh, tabloid press. Uh, speaking of uh, the uh, use of uh, newspapers and uh, and journalists, but uh, uh, he shares some remarkable accounts. Uh, such as uh, the invasion of his home near uh, the shores of uh, the uh, uh, Scottish Loch. I believe it's a, a Loch Ness, Ness, something like that. Uh, yes, uh, after spending months performing an elaborate uh, conjuration when he finally bound the four great kings of hell uh, to his magical will, uh, bizarre infestation of beetles erupted through the house and then he began finding them other places that he traveled and he's quite a well-traveled man a species of beetle that had never before been observed boy i'd like to uh, get my hands on one of those someday that would be something so you're you're saying this guy like conjured up four devils and yeah. geez, that's dumb why would you jack is just shaking his head and rolling his eyes well apparently and... they uh Offer great power over the uh, the four parts of the world, uh, or so he said. Okay. But, but apparently, they mostly offer beetles, or at least that's uh, what I got out of the story. Uh, mm. I, I believe uh, I believe these arts uh, perhaps have more use in self improvement than in uh, the manifestation of uh, treasures and wonders. Although, well, if it's all nonsense, at least it's aesthetically pleasing nonsense. I mean, if you like skulls and bats and such things. And speak for yourself. I'll stick with Napoleon Hill. You know, uh, John, that that stuff's pretty potent. I'm getting kind of tired. Are you guys getting tired? I'm going to bed. I'll see. We'll see if I last the night on the couch. I want to uh, see. I want to see if y'all y'all going to come climbing into our tent out here once here, running from the ghosts that live in the house. Be sure you uh, you have some lucky rocks. Oh, I have something lucky. Maybe you should put something <laughs> in your in your bag in your in your uh, your luggage so that when the ghost goes rummaging through your stuff, it finds like a I don't know a dime or something. You folklore people, y'all have read too, read too many ghost stories. Uh, what about, too, many, uh, too many weird what about tales. Two pieces of silver? Maybe she's still trying to pay the ferryman. Uh, but yes, I wouldn't miss uh, wouldn't miss sleeping in a haunted house as uh, as fine as this fire is, and as lovely as the night. Uh, You're weird, uh, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one who says you were uh, sleeping inside first. 
Yeah, it's it's house. a couch. I'd rather sleep on the couch than the ground. Even a haunted couch? Uh, well, I guess I, we'll find out, won't we? We will. I lean over to Jack and I say, Jack, are you going to be all uptight when the girls come running down the stairs and want to sleep with you guys on the, <laughs> on the couch? <laughs> And Jack, of course, is scandalized by this remark. Oh, he'll, he'll, I'm sure he'll be. I'm sure he'll be up all right. That's that's why I said it. I like teasing you. Yeah, yeah. He's right. a Jack. Jack's a bit of a prude. Oh, so on, Higgins, let's go to bed. Yeah, with everything starts to calm down. People are getting tired. It's been a long day. Uh, mm. The deputy is very, you know, thankful. He's like, "Thanks for letting me hang out with you." I uh, hope to maybe see you about town. Um, you know, if there's anything I can do, just stop by the, the police station and I'll see if I can help you out in any way I can. So he, he takes his leave. I'd actually say to him, you know, if, if it's okay with the sheriff, just kind of stop by and check on us every once in a while, either here or out at the dig site, that would be appreciated. Yeah, that, that can be arranged. That's that's no problem. He already checked. The in. sheriff might like you to keep your eye on us anyway. So this, you know, you could say that we asked. Yeah. Okay. What was that, Charlie? No, he said that I had the sheriff come out and check on us. That's what I heard. Yeah. He oh, I'm sorry. Did I did did I did I break up? No, I actually asked the deputy to come out and check on us. That's oh, all. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just I just asked the deputy to come out and either check on us here at the house every once in a while or out at the site. And I said that the sheriff might like that because you can keep an eye on us. And I said, you know, it legitimizes us because we've asked you to come out and just check. Yes, and, uh, and deputy, our best wishes for um, your uh, success in seizing any contraband that might be, you know, being misused around town. Uh, especially when you're on your way here. Yes, and he, he takes your meaning. <sighs> well, so good he, night, John. Uh, yep, yeah, he, he, he says his farewells. Um, things are winding down. People are getting settled in. Is there anything anybody wants to do? Load my rifle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Have you played Call of Cthulhu before? <laughs> <laughs> Can we warm up this dynamite over this fire? <laughs> as, as you're upstairs loading, or you're inside loading your rifle, you hear me scream from outside, bullets don't work on ghosts. <laughs> no, I'm just going to kind of get, you know, grab a blanket from the hall closet. But the, they might work on Bat Boy. I didn't bring any silver ones for uh, other monsters, alas. Oh, well. Alas. <laughs> All right. Alas. Yeah, no, nothing. Okay. No, I'll just, you know, grab a, a uh, blanket from the hall closet, and I'm just going to, you know, set up camp in the main first, uh, first floor kind of dining area or living room or whatever. I'm just going to yep. crash out. Yep. I'm going to pull the bedroll or its equivalent out of whatever tent kit uh, they uh, had located. And, uh, well, what other rooms are there downstairs except that main area? Are there any other rooms Not downstairs? Really. Well, there's one bedroom, but that's, uh, that's, that's, uh, right, but, I mean, there, but is there like a side area? Is there any, like, I don't know, anything like out of the way or is it really just one big? If room? I remember correctly, it's like basically yeah. one big area. It's, 
it's open concept, you know, <laughs> where it has, uh, you know, there's a little bit of a nook, something over here for dining, something over here for, you know, listening to the radio or something like that. Yeah, uh, I'll take Go ahead. It was basically, it was, uh, they call it the great room. It was basically one large room. And then on the, the, um, be the north west. Yeah, the northwest corner was the kitchen. And then the northeast corner was the bedroom slash parlor. And that's the one that Blaine claimed. Okay. I'll, uh, be near the kitchen then. Okay. And just to re remind you too, the upstairs was a long hallway and there were just two bedrooms up top. Mm -hmm. So it's under the assumption, uh, Charlie, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I assume the two women are sleeping separately in each bedroom, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Two bedrooms for two girls. They're going to let us sleep in some of those bedrooms. Because you're, um, you're a strong, tough man. You, oh, I don't want to. So I'm just, just so your old girl needs a whole bedroom all to herself. Oh, are you uh, hoping to share one, Tug? No, I'm I'm quite happy sleeping outside. Go to bed. <laughs> Quit saying weird shit and go to bed. <laughs> um, hold on, I'm trying to do something here. So just just to, um, Jerry, you're you're outside in your own tent, and then no, Peyton, I'm uh, no, he's actually with I've, me uh, in the roll, a bedroll, uh, sort of in the kitchen. Right. Uh, okay. The loaded rifle is within reach. Uh, so there's I'm actually talking. five of us in the house right now. Okay, gotcha. Blaine, the two women, myself, and Jerry. Well, okay. and all the other kids. Yes. Oh, are they? They're kind of on the floor. Okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, I keep forgetting about the NPC. Yeah. Yep. 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 And Higgins um, there outside. All right. So Higgins and Tug are the only two outside. Gotcha. Yep. Uh, Charlie, can you give me a spot hidden roll, please? <laughs> No, that is a 97. Oh! Um, Fumble. Do it. Do it. You want me to right. push the roll? I can push the roll. Push it to 99. This is one of those GM where the GM wants you to find it, so. Uh. Let's push it. I just, I just want to. Is that your clever way of uh, adding something totally spurious to a fumble and uh, <laughs> misleading us? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't good very subtle about that. Good one. It's uh, 49 out of 60. All right. That'll work. You, um, you're basically uh, you're, you're starting to get settled in. You're in bed. You, uh, you've got your pillowcase and everything, and you kind of like reach up to the headboard and you see something in the moonlight sticking out in like wedged in between the, the headboard, the, the wooden uh, post. Um, it looks up. like it's a little tiny piece of paper. I'll pull it up. Um, it looks like it's been like crumpled up, you know, almost like a small note almost. Mm -hmm. Open it up. You see this. So I, so I know this is from Miss Katonic. Is it, it has this. Um, oh, no, sorry. That That's just my background. Uh, it's just a oh, scrap okay. of paper with a bunch of weird letters on it. Um, Tom, do you want to 
copy that down or do you want me to just? I already did. Okay. You grabbed it. a screenshot too. You're going to send yeah, it to us anyway. Yes, yes. It's All right. Yeah, it's not Roman numerals. Um, have no idea. It's late. I was going to sit back and 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 uh, do a bit of reading before I went to bed, but um, and I was I actually brought some uh, some of my books from um, the the Clark uh, Library. I hmm. borrowed. What are you um, reading? Uh, uh, Mrs. Clark had, or Miss Clark, I should say, had a uh, an interesting text on on some sort of biology. Uh, uh, I believe it was the Corbett Diary or Corbett uh, text on some strange type of biology, and I was just I found it intriguing, so I was just going through that. Cool. She's or been missing for a few years, hasn't she? Yeah. Um, she has been gone. Uh, Sissy's right now is uh, has taken over the, the estate, but we don't know where Lenora is. Probably out, you know, collecting books or something like that. She's her own woman. She's a free woman. All right. So... so the evening progresses. Eventually, everyone calms down amidst the excitement of being on a field trip. It, like I said, it has been a long day, so it's not that long until everyone eventually starts falling asleep. Good night, Sarah. <laughs> um, could everybody do a pal roll except Jack? Even us outside? Yep. Oh, my. Okay. That is an 80 out of 80. I made it. Okay. I got a 25 uh, out of 50, so half. All right. And um, if I've rolled a 93 and wish I hadn't failed, uh, I could push it, right? Yeah. Is it not possible to push a power roll? Uh, it's not a skill, so. Uh, okay. Well, then I failed. All right. Yeah, I don't think... In this case, a push really makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because I, you maybe you have to know what you're doing to push. Yeah, and I don't know what I'm doing. So yeah, yep, failure. Okay, um, it's okay though because you're still gonna learn this. Uh, I mean, <laughs> other than maybe in a way I don't want to learn it. Ex exactly, you got it. <laughs> so, the three of you, uh, Tug, Jack, and Charlie. Um, you eventually drift off to sleep and you have a rough night as far as your dreams are concerned. At some point, you have a dream. All right, here's our shared, I'm assuming this is a shared dream. Yes. All right, here we go. You open your eyes to find that you are not in bed and instead lay upon a flower bed. The immense night sky is full of twinkling stars and a huge gibbous moon rises directly above you. The moon is somehow sinister in a way that you cannot properly explain. As you rise from the flower bed, the flowers make a rustling noise. And as you stand, 
you realize the rustling noise continues. Turning around, you see the flowers seem now to shudder of their own volition. Backing away in fear, you find your gaze is taken toward the dark woods. Ugly shapes and creeping shadows move between the tree trunks, somehow almost human, but twisted and smaller. Suddenly, a myriad of glowing eyes appear in the tree line, blinking and feral. The rustling stops, and from deep within the woods, you hear a man's cry, long and painful. You hear your name shouted aloud twice, the second time so loud it wakes you. You are now back in your bed, sweating, confused, and frightened. And that was simultaneous. So Jack, Charlie, and Tug. I don't know if I'll be right. It's a dream. So I'll kind of bolt up right on the couch and I'll kind of check my pockets and I've, I've got my hand on my, on my pistol in my pocket and I actually look toward where, uh, oh shoot, I forgot his character's name. Um, where Jerry is, I you know, because he, I, I assume he's still within visual range if he's near the kitchen. Sure. And, and does, is there any reaction there? Did he not have this dream? Correct. He did not. Okay. So, so basically, Tug's outside, and I don't yeah. hear anything from upstairs. So right now, I'm assuming I'm the only one that has had this dream. Yeah. I I probably jump up, and and Higgins is like what what the hell what's wrong and i'm like oh nothing i just I, I things are getting to me i guess and uh all that talk of ghosts and stuff i'm having weird dreams it's nothing go back to sleep and i i try to lean back and go back to sleep yeah so i'll, I'll wake up and sweaty you know a little bit out of breath and i noticed that i'm in my bed and i'm like oh it was a stupid dream damn men down there telling their stupid ass stories <laughs> but telling telling their stupid stories i'm going back to sleep yeah i'll eventually go back to sleep as well okay so i was startled not frightened just to be clear right just to be clear. <laughs> There's no such just thing for clarity's sake i was not scared i was startled yeah <laughs> no such thing as what there is no such thing as monsters, not really. There's no such thing as my subconscious mind. <laughs> well, subconscious, I mean, you can dream up all crazy stuff, you know, out of mythologies and things like that. And while we're, rock hound, we're rock hounds, Charlie. Remember, we're rock hounds. Yeah. All right. So the rest of the evening passes calmly. Um, Daybreak. Um, My guess is that that we wake up outside earlier. Cause it, sure. Um, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go up to the the house 
walk up onto the porch and throw open the door and say, wake up, dudes. <laughs> I don't say dudes. I'd probably say. Yeah, I think dudes is an anachronism. I'd be like, uh, like, wake up, you fools. <laughs> Time to get to work. Uh, uh, good morning, Tug. Did you uh, see any vampires out there? <laughs> no, no, we didn't. No, no. Oh, you know what? I, I swear to God. Um, like in the middle of the night, I woke up and uh, I think there were. Uh, I, I wonder if there were like bears or something in this area, because uh, something woke me up. But I had a weird dream. Something about flowers and glowing eyes. I just think I need some coffee. Uh, well, that's more than I uh, saw. I, uh, wait, wait a second, Jack. You, you you dreamed about flowers and glowing eyes and things in the woods? Yeah. Yeah. I just, you know, I just chalked it up to an overactive imagination being tired. Why? Because I, I had kind of the same dream. For the sake of the story, I'm going to say, Charlie, you're just now coming down the steps hearing this, too. I'm keeping my mouth shut. All I'm right. like, um... I'm keeping my mouth they, shut. I'm you know, above all this. You know, I don't know. I don't know, how these, <laughs> I don't know how these things work, but I know the teacher was talking about, you know, how folklore sort of develops, and maybe because of the stories that we were listening to last night and all that, it sort of puts itself together in your brain when you're asleep. I don't, I don't remember anyone mentioning flowers, do you? No, but you know the mm. brain's a funny thing. That it is. That it is. And so is the uh, unconscious mind. Yeah. You, uh, it's a dream. I mean, it could, uh, yeah. you know, Jack's kind of practical and not really given to mysticism or superstition or anything like that. That's He's exactly going to go, well, guys. You all survived the night. We did. I saw a ghost last night. You saw a ghost? Was it Sarah? Yeah, I think so. We had a oh. nice little chat. Uh, it was probably, I, I was probably Clarissa going to the bathroom. I, I go over to... Uh, but, um, uh, did she have glowing eyes and was she wearing flowers? Yeah, absolutely. I go over to Robert's door and I bang on the door. Bang, bang, bang. Get up, leader. <laughs> you, you hear a moan in the ground. I'm up, I'm up. I just shake my head at Charlie to kind of say, you know, don't, don't, uh, don't, uh, don't uh, poke uh, these fools. You know, don't, you know, come on. Uh, I know uh, what you're doing. I know what you're doing yeah, and you, uh, you shouldn't do it. I have a, we, we have a private laugh. Oh, yeah. Jack and Tug. Yes, yeah, so that's right, Charlie. You could, uh, you could never get him poked back. Jack and Tug, could you do a sanity roll, please? Um, I got a 62. Uh, I got a 29. That is a fail. I, pa I passed mine. Uh, that's a fail, son. All right. Jack, take one. Tug, take two. And Charlie, you're going to take one. For what? Oh, this is for the dream? <laughs> Because, because you're you're arguing with your subconscious. You have no control. You know, uh, you two right. should. Uh, 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 you know what? I, I think I think all this ghost talk has been driving me a little bonkers. You know, it really is quite remarkable that you two had the same dream. That uh, 
these kind of things have been researched and recorded by the uh, the psycho analysts in Europe. You should write it down. Yeah, well, I don't remember it much anymore. It was... Well, that's why you should write it down. You might remember it more. Uh, I do enough writing you know for what? I don't want to write it. That's not such a bad idea. While we're out here, why don't we all, all of us, keep a uh, dream diary? It'll be interesting. And then we could do an experiment to see how folklore comes about. That know? does sound like a fine idea. I uh, wish I yeah. could recall any dreams from last night. I'm disappointed. I want to know if I'm going to get extra credit for this dream journal. It's it's just... Um, well, are you going to sign up for a folklore class? You know? Look, nobody's going to believe we don't, have a radio, we don't have a radio to listen to, to any sort of radio drama, so why not? Yeah. Nobody's going to believe That's it anyway, time. but, you know, we'll at least know. Well, I'm definitely in agreement. Perhaps uh, tomorrow I'll actually have a dream to remember. Uh, Be careful the, what you uh, ask for. Oh, indeed. The, uh, the will is a potent force when uh, you dream of, tuned uh, with attention, but... And if you dream of uh, four devils rising from all corners of the uh, oh, earth? Well, if I dream of it tomorrow, Charlie, I'll be sure and uh, ask one to show itself to you the way Sarah did. Can can we, like, get ready and... Uh, we make coffee. Yeah, so morning routines start up. Uh, yeah, coffee. Yeah, do a luck roll, Jack. All right. I want to see if you guys, because nobody thought to stop at the corners. I I assume I'm going to say I'm going to say we brought coffee. Yeah, I assume that that's part of the. I assume we're competent and we brought coffee. Did did we bring a coffee pot? Yes, we did bring a coffee pot. We actually brought a coffee pot. We actually brought a little thing of sugar, and there you go. Nah. Sugar. There's no there. We don't have any cream though. So I don't use cream. What are y'all pussies? <laughs> we wouldn't. Have, who no, knew if we were going to have my re- coffee black? Thank who you. Knew, who knew we, if we were going to have refrigeration? Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. saying that for Tug. I mean, he's apparently a modern man, and modern men drink their coffee with milk. What? I'm not modern. I'm an old-fashioned kind of dude. I'm going to start making coffee. <laughs> Y'all can talk amongst yourselves. Actually, I'm going to go around. Um, actually, Thank I you, want to Jack. see where, where Clarissa is to see if she had any sort of strange dreams. We'll bang on her door and tell her to get down the stairs. I'm going to go up there. I'm going to knock like a civilized individual. Thank you. You know what? I'll get a fire going if somebody will go out and get some wood. Have Harold do it. Sure. I thought we collected wood. I'll go find some wood. Hang on, I thought we already collected wood. Yeah, collected I thought we did yesterday. We yeah. also burned most of it up during the fire outside. Uh, okay. So. Okay. Come on, Harold. Uh, Charlie, you hear, <laughs> in, in a tribute to Corey, you hear a voice from inside the door say, Who is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's the plumber. I've come to fix the sink. <laughs> it's Charlie. Can I come in? Yes, sure. Come, come on. 
Sorry for the viewers. Uh, there, no, there no. We played with Rory no. where he did a woman's voice, and it was like it was amazing. So Amazingly funny. awful, or just amazing? They, they all watch our show. Yeah. <laughs> we assume they've seen all of our wonderful they all know episodes. Corey, I'm sure. yeah. Perhaps you can you can take a sound clip of Corey doing that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just add it in. Just 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 continue. <laughs> yeah. What what can I do for you, Charlie? How's it going? You know, are uh, you ready to get to work today? You know, I'm trying to pump her up for uh, for the dig. Yeah, yeah. She um, she's trying to put on makeup, and she kind of looks at you and she's like, "Are you not wearing makeup?" <laughs> this is your first time out on a dig, is it? Is it not? Yes. Yeah, don't don't put on the makeup. Don't worry about it. But what about Blaine? I don't think he puts makeup on. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's my girl, Charlie. That's my girl. Well, no, maybe he does. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, well, actually, I haven't even seen him this morning. So yeah, perhaps he does. Who knows? But anyway, um, how'd you sleep last night? That's why we haven't seen him. He's still putting on his makeup. Yeah, it was restless. Um, but yeah, I mean, considering we're in a strange bedroom in a weird, creepy house after yeah. a bunch of ghost stories, was, it was okay. Was she out there by the fire uh, yeah. while we are telling the story? Oh, yeah, she was uh, next to Bling. So I, I tell her, I hope, hope none of those stories that those guys were telling um, last night got to you. Yeah, no, I mean... It was. Uh, you ever had that kind of sleep where you slept well? You you know you slept the full seven or eight hours, but you wake up and you still feel tired and exhausted. Yeah, I mean, kind, well, kind we, like we pretty much traveled a, a you know a long way yesterday, and then we didn't really have much yeah. time to really get settled. Yeah, but it, it should it should uh, pan out later on today. But um, yeah, that's um, we're putting on some coffee and some I guess breakfast or whatever we have for, for breakfast and then we're going to get ready to go within what like an hour or two yeah um so this is day two basically so what's going to happen is, is is it or i mean are we counting it as day two or are we counting this as i'm day? counting it as day two myself yeah uh, yeah during the day yesterday uh, clarifying it so day one would be yesterday we'd be i'm clarifying it to the point of day one day one day two of the field trip so okay. I think we started like Wednesday before. Right, right. Two gotcha. of the field trip. Okay. All right. Um, so basically, this is like your first full day where you're supposed right. to now be working, quote unquote. Right. Um, tasked with the, the folklorists are going to be doing their folklore stuff. The geologists are going to be doing their geology stuff. Um, Blaine's going to sit down and talk with the whole group. Uh, he'll do like a little pep talk, and he'll basically be telling you that the geologist group, he's going to spend the day with uh, the geologists. He's going to take you to a spot that he's picked out specifically for this. Uh, you can start setting up your dig site there. And then the folklorists, um, Jack, I believe you have the money. Um, yeah. Why don't you pass it out? If you guys, however you want to do it, if you just want to go as one group or if you want to split up, I'll leave that up to you guys. But Jack, you can divvy out the money as you see fit. Um, and so, so are, are we 
the way we're doing this. So all of the geology students are gonna be in one particular group. And then, so we're not like pairing off between the different groups to see if we can combine expertise from different angles. Right, so now there's two things here I wanna, I wanna get into. First of all, just because you're a geologist doesn't necessarily mean that you're now forced to do what they're doing. So if there's a good reason for it, or if it goes against what you really wanna do as your character, I'm okay with you changing it up a little bit. Just be aware that it's like, it may be frowned upon or you might cause friction with the other geology or blame the leader who's trying to run this thing. No, I was, no, no, I'm yeah. not, I, I was asking. Um, yeah. That's how he wants to uh, structure it rather than having like cross pollinating. Right. These different things. Okay. Yeah. I mean, um, he's, he's the leader. I, I was just wondering. If yeah. Okay. Know. Yeah. Um, now the other thing too, I just want to throw this out there. Um, I'm definitely time. in favor of cross-pollination. <laughs> okay. Stop saying weird shit, Jerry. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find old people in town and talk to them and ask them stories. That's what I'm here for. Um, I'm going to step outside the game for a second. When I ran this before, this was a hard time I had where the geologists went and did one thing, the folklorists went and did another thing, and it split the party. And while one group was doing stuff, the other group didn't have anything to do. So I finally realized that there was an easy uh, solution to that. So if anybody is on one team and they want to take part in the conversation or the questions of the other team, just jump characters to one of the NPCs. Okay. Right. Oh, nice. There you go. So that way everybody's involved. Everyone can ask whatever questions they want. I won't, unless it, gets down to story like I don't even care like who you jump to um, I mean if you know or if you have your cheat sheets with you and you can tell me well I'm gonna jump into Rod. Well, since since Tug is a folklorist can we say that uh, Harry Higgins is a geologist so I'll just jump into his character if I was yeah that would, that would work perfect yeah uh, since we're sleeping more. together in a tent outside. Charlie's job, yeah, so that won't. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. Could there be different? Is Terrence a geologist? Terrence is folklore. He's folklore. Yeah, there's a, if you see a F, that means it's folklore, and if it's G. Oh, I'll be sure for next time that my sheet is up with those markings. You could be you. If you wanted to do geology, you could do Lewis Gibbons. Music and piano. What about Jason Trent? Is he? Which one is he? Folklore. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I'll do take your suggestion. Lewis Gibbons sounds good for my geology counterpart. Yeah, he looks like Valentino. Okay. No, seriously, that's who it is. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be, be uh, sure to take a look at that again next time. Yep. All right. So, sorry, I kind of got sidetracked there. Um, yes, breakfast. Uh, morning routines, coffee's being made. Jerry, you said something about uh, going out, getting some wood. Yeah, I asked uh, Her uh, Harry, is that his name? Harold? Yeah. Harold. Yeah, I asked Harold. Harold to go out with me to get wood. Sure. Um, Who's Harold? You mean Harry Higgins? Oh, Harry, I'm sorry. My bad. It's actually, his his real name is Harold. His nickname is Harry. 
I don't know. Oh, uh, okay. Sure. Okay, Harold so Higgins. What, yeah. Um, um, and of course, people have to use the outhouse, probably. Exactly, right. All the guys need to use the outhouse first thing. Well, I suppose I'll go on the way to getting wood. Yep. <laughs> uh, Jerry, do a spy hidden for me, please. <laughs> I'm trying to be sure I can find it. Or, uh, <laughs> you do not find any wood in the uh, woods. That must be a... What, what's the best success you can have again? Oh. Extreme. Extreme. Yes, it's an extreme success. Yeah, divided by five. Yeah, yeah. definitely an extreme success. I rolled an you odd find... three. Is it, can, it, can it get better than extreme? No. no. Okay, so it's extreme. You find, you find tons of wood in the wood. <laughs> <laughs> so much wood. Technically, I think uh, and also get, in the outhouse. <laughs> I think you can get a critical, which is an O one. Oh, uh, okay. But there an O three is not good enough. It has to be an O one to be a critical. For a critical, yeah. Okay. But an O three is an extreme, yeah. Okay. So that, that's awesome. Uh, I was going to have you roll twice, but now that I'm going to count that in as just a complete success. You are headed to the outhouse, um, and something catches your eye in the in the dirt. Um, it's still kind of early morning, so the ground's just kind of wet and damp. The dew. Um, there's the first thing you see is <laughs> a footprint. But it looks like a barefoot print. I'm, I'm sorry, a human footprint not wearing shoes. There you go. Right. Gotcha. Um, but it's about 12 to 15 inches big. So a big foot? It's a big footprint. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and because of the extreme, you also see very small footprints, maybe about two to three inches. What do you do? Um, would it be fair to say that I know uh, any local legends uh, concerning giants? I'm recalling some Wampanoag tales about one particular giant, but are there other things I might know? What is the tale you're recalling? Uh, you broke up there, I'm sorry. What, what is it that you're referring to? Oh, um, there's uh, uh, Wampanoag legends about uh, a uh, particular uh, giant called Moshup. Moshup the giant. He was a uh, friend to the uh, local people and uh, uh, benevolent to the uh, natives, but of course he was diabolized by the uh, colonists. And uh, there are various accounts of his wandering off and, uh, and vanishing uh, in latter days, but of course that whole tribe was uh, more or less uh, more or less wiped out after various conflicts with the uh, colonials. Uh, I don't recall uh, any tales of him having midget children, but uh, I don't know. Maybe Moshups start off as little Moshups. <laughs> yeah, so. that, no, that's fine. That's perfect, actually. So, I mean, I don't, no, no roles or nothing. So your character right. knows that and is aware of that. So, yeah, that's, that's the first thing that crosses your mind. 
Okay. Um, how many little prints? Little prints? They're scattered. They're wandering. It looks like uh, they're crisscrossing. Uh, they're overlapping the big footprints. They're... Oh, wait. So there's more than one big footprint? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, how many are there? It, it's the same thing. It's kind of wandering around the outhouse. Uh, you can kind of make out a path here and there. At some point, it kind of breaks up because you're entering like the taller grass where there's a lot of the weeds okay. and stuff. But you can kind of like get a sense that like it, it, it's been wandering around the whole camp area. Well, <laughs> I uh, wander around trying to follow it. Uh, can I see where it's come from? Yeah, um, where they have come from. Tug, Charlie, and Jack. Could you, well, you don't have to roll if you don't want to, but I'll just say you maybe look out the window and notice that Jerry's sort of wandering around looking down at the ground. Why the hell hasn't Jerry brought the, the wood? What the hell is he doing out there? Do okay. I see them looking at me? I'm probably focusing on the footprints, though. Sure. Yeah. I, uh, I, go, I go to the front door and open it up, and I'm like, Jerry. You have to come out here and see this. What? And I, 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 he wants us to come out and look at something. So we walk out there. Look at these. What? Careful, don't, I point down. Careful, don't step on them. Look at the size of these footprints. Oh my God. Huge ones, tiny ones. No shoes. Do, uh, do, the, do the little ones look like human footprints too? It's kind of. Like it certainly could be, but like just doesn't quite make sense. But they're not cloven. They're not cloven. So, <laughs> so it's not Jack. Jack. I've heard some old stories about a native giant, but uh, I don't recall any stories about his oh. uh, midget children. Can I roll my... Oh. Go ahead, Charlie. Can you roll what? I was going to roll um, like an anthropology roll to examine these footprints a bit more. You said they're about, what, 12 inches long. You how said about 12 to 15 inches. Yeah. 12 to 15? Yeah. How wide are they? Fairly, fairly good width, maybe four to six inches. Okay. And I, I, I yell back at the house. I'm like, you guys, come out here. Look at this stuff. Tell them to be careful where they walk. No. Well, they're going to dry up soon anyway. Once the sun hits the skies, you know, they're, these will all be gone. But I think it's good that we come out and everybody kind of takes a look at it and we can get a, we can be a witness to each other. Well, they're, yes. they're not going to, these are like imprints in the ground, right? Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. Okay. I was, I thought they were like on top of the grass, like they had made, like there's dew and when you step on it, it makes it darker, but oh. it's not as so much like of a, a, like a... I thought you were saying they were like in the dirt and stuff around the outhouse. Okay. Maybe we need clarity little, on that. Yeah, it's a little bit of both of what you're each saying. So, okay. In the dirt slash mud where it's wet, it's more clear. In the grass, it is more just an impression almost like where the grass has been knocked over. Um, how, how heavy do I think the person making the big footprints was? A couple of hundred pounds, maybe. Yeah. I turned and I'm actually running toward the truck. And I'm actually, you see me shuffling through gear 
Uh, and I, I grab a can, I grab a can, I grab two cans and I look on the ground and I grab a stick and then I head to inside to the water pump. Okay. I head yeah. inside for a minute. You have some, you're going to make casts? Yes. Out of what? Brilliant. I have plaster of Paris. Where did you get plaster of Paris? We brought it. I'm an archaeologist. You brought this coffee. You're, you're, uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't get the two mixed up. Charlie, can I go back to you again? Sorry, you wanted to roll anthropology, was it? Yeah. Um, here's, here's the thing. The footprints. Um, do I, is it um, clearly distinct? Like, do I see like the ball and heel um, of the, uh, within the footprint? And yes. is it kind of narrow um, between those two? Or is it just one big flat uh, print? Uh, the first part that you see the distinct impressions. So it looks human. Yeah. And it's going to be heavy to make that detailed of an impression in the mud or the clay or wherever it's walking. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to get a good cast of it. I'm mixing. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Extra credit, baby. You <laughs> folklore people, you owe me. No, you see, I was just, I wanted to make sure it wasn't like somebody, you know, playing a game or something like that trying to make uh, big footprints by maybe having a stick of wood or something like that. Uh, you know, make these, these inventions in, 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 the, uh, in the ground. There's a way, there's basically a way to tell whether- Oh, sure. Fake or real. That's, that's what I wanted to roll. Well, yeah. this is prior to, there really isn't any Bigfoot, that film hasn't been shot yet. So it'd probably be more like Wendigo or something like that if it's Native American or something of that nature. Um, Charlie, could you roll for me? Sure. I got an 09. <laughs> nice. All right. But I don't know what I'm rolling for because it might not be that nice. Um, here's the thing. Um, Like I said, there's, there's detail in the larger ones and the smaller ones. There's not a lot of detail because it's, it's not like, it wasn't like this was mud and there's a good solid footprint. Okay. It's kind of like an impression and then they're not all intact and everything. Um, but I'll tell you this, based on, especially with an 09, the larger footprints, there's something sticking in your mind that like, yeah, maybe the way that arc of the toe and right. there's enough going on there that you're studying this and you're like, ah, this, the little ones, the little ones look real. Hmm. Where, where are these footprints leading, leading off to? All over. They're all, all over. Where did they like maybe insert, did they walk around the house? Did they walk around the tents where they kind of, it, yes. It's almost like a reconnaissance mission. They were, or they were curious. Or, yeah. Yes. Or does it lead off into a specific? Right. Place? Is there an entry point and an exit point? Yeah. Okay. Um, All right. I'm starting to make the cast. I'm yeah. getting Charlie's help. She knows what's going yeah. on here. Uh, I was originally wanting to look for uh, maybe an origin when Tug shot it out the door so if i see them or anyone trying to do that i resume that 
search. I'm, I'm, you're searching. You're, I'm sorry, I missed. I was looking for uh, similar to what they said. I was intending to look for a point of origin. Okay. Foot, right. Where did they come in? He wanted to know where they came in or where they left. All right. You kind of be able to track it back to its origin. Tug, what are you doing? Uh, I'm just looking around like, oh, my God, oh, my God. This guy. <laughs> he's fascinated he's, by the plaster the, of Paris. The, no, I'm not. No. <laughs> I'm like, uh, and, it, and it gets hard. It gets hard all by itself. No, I'm, I'm like, maybe it's the wood devils. Maybe it's the wood devils. Maybe it's the the, 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 the hairy beasts that live in the mountains. With, uh, Tadonka. Tadonka. Uh, Jerry and Tug, can you do each a spot hidden? All right. 13. How did I roll two 13s wow. in the same game? That's awesome. I love that number. You'll never roll another 13. Triskaidekaphobia? That's if you're afraid of it. I've got Triskaidekamania. <laughs> How'd you do, Jerry? <laughs> no success. No? Okay. No. Um, Tug's like a bloodhound. Yeah, Jerry, you're kind of scratching your head. You can't quite, they're crisscrossing each other. And by now, the other students have come out. Some of the geology students, not aware of the folklore students. And so now there's footprints on top of footprints. And uh, so it's and hard. I said they should be careful where they walked. Yeah. I don't understand the little feet. And and do they look like little human being, human feet, like, like a little kid running around? Like a little kid, but there's something off about it in that maybe they're, like a good way to describe it is they're like elongated. They're longer There's than an extra toe. Um, and Tug, you got a 13. That's really good. Um, you can see the back by the outhouse, the little footprints are heading into the woods. Into the woods? Into and out of. In other words. What in the world? I'm like, I don't I don't understand. As you're I'll, kind of standing to a message, I, I don't understand. Um, okay. Um, this, this, this doesn't make any sense. It's crazy. And I like yell over at Jack. I'm like, Hey Jack, make sure you get some of the little prints too. I'm on it. We're on it. Me and Charlie got this handled. Uh, Tug, you're standing there with Higgins out by the outhouse, and you're sort of looking at the little ones that are heading out into the woods, and just kind of like on the edge of the tree line, you see uh, a rabbit. Um, it's... Is it a rabbit's foot? Does that <laughs> look like a rabbit's foot? It does not look like a rabbit's foot. About the same size, maybe. Yeah, they're kind of long and skinny, yeah. Yeah. So that, that's a thought. Um, Some sort of animal? You see the rabbit, and the rabbit's just early morning routine. It's nibbling away on some clover. But then suddenly something catches your eye. The, the, the bushes right behind it start to move, and there's something, there's something over there. There's something over there. As you point, you see kind of hard to describe. This thing comes, like, kind of parts the branches. It's maybe about two feet tall. It's brown and furry. It's got, it's kind of like a rodent, 
look to it, but it's standing on two feet and it's stalking the rabbit. It's focused intently on the rabbit. And as it, as it parts the branches and it's looking at the rabbit, you can see in its left hand, it's holding what looks like a knife. Okay. At this point, I'm whether I take sanity damage or not, I'm just going to yell, Holy shit. And I'm going to, I'm going to jump back because it scares the shit out of me. I probably grab Higgins and I'm holding on. Well, of of course, uh, I look over. Uh, What is it? What the hell is that thing? Now, my yelling probably scared it, but. (laughs) Exactly. And I think think that'll be a good cliffhanger. (laughs) Excellent. Well, one more, one more description. I didn't get to the good part. The rodent-like face at the end of its nose or its snout. Have you guys ever seen a star mole? Yes. With those funky, weird... Oh, good lord. It has that on the end of its nose. Ew. That's definitely worth a little bit more sanity damage, I think. <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good spot to end it, though. So. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Let's let's stop there. Our players included Bill Mize, Wayne Worthy, George Sieg, and myself with Jeff Wilkins as the Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently producing four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to become a patron, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We really like reading them. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure in the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck, good gaming.